new year burst onto the scene with fireworks in Iraq. The American embassy was besieged by the soldiers of the Khatib Hezbollah on New Year's Eve, and it looked like it would be overrun. With memories invoked of the 1979 fall of the U.S. embassy in Iran and the ensuing hostage crisis, and also the fall of the U.S. embassy in Tripoli in 2012, which resulted in the death of the ambassador, America was not going to stand by. President Trump responded decisively with a missile attack which killed the leader of Iran's Quds Force, Qassem Soleimani, along with Abdul Mahdi al-Mahandi, the deputy head of the Iraqi Popular Mobilization Force. President Trump stated the following at a news conference. Last night at my direction, the United States military successfully executed a flawless precision strike that killed the number one terrorist anywhere in the world. Qasem Soleimani. Soleimani was plotting imminent and sinister attacks on American diplomats and military personnel, but we caught him in the act and terminated him. Under my leadership, America's policy is unambiguous to terrorists who harm or intend to harm any American. We will find you. We will eliminate you. We will always protect our diplomats, service members, all Americans, and our allies. For years, the Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps and its ruthless Quds Force under Soleimani's leadership has targeted, injured, and murdered hundreds of American civilians and servicemen. The recent attacks on U.S. targets in Iraq including rocket strikes that killed an American and injured four American servicemen very badly, as well as a violent assault on our embassy in Baghdad, were carried out at the direction of Soleimani. Soleimani made the death of innocent people his sick passion, contributing to terrorist plots as far away as New Delhi and London. Today, we remember and honor the victims of Soleimani's many atrocities, and we take comfort in knowing that his reign of terror is over. We took action last night to stop a war. We did not take action to start a war. We do not seek regime change. However, the Iranian regime's aggression in the region, including the use of proxy fighters, to destabilize its neighbors must end, and it must end now. The United States has the best military by far anywhere in the world. We have the best intelligence in the world. If Americans anywhere are threatened, we have all of those targets already fully identified, and I am ready and prepared to take whatever action is necessary. And that in particular refers to Iran. The nations of the world are reeling, and their hearts are failing for fear and for looking after those things which are coming on the earth, as we read in Luke 21, verse 26. Governments around the world are shaking. Some leaders are celebrating, while others are mourning and breathing out threatenings and slaughter. While the political heavens are reverberating in shock, we search the scriptures for the significance of these events. Iran is the modern name for the biblical nation of Persia, the empire symbolized by the chest and arms of silver in Nebuchadnezzar's nightmare image, which stood for the kingdoms of men. 
This mountain of flesh stands against the kingdom of God until the time of the end, when we read in Daniel chapter 2 and verses 34 to 35, Thou sawest till that a stone was cut without hands, which smote the image upon his feet that were of iron and clay, and brake them to pieces. Then was the iron, the clay, the brass, the silver, and the gold broken in pieces together, and became like the chaff of the summer threshing floors, and the wind carried them away, that no place was found for them, and the stone that smote the image became a great mountain, and filled the whole earth. Iran, or Persia, is broken in pieces together with the rest of the kingdoms of men. Iran is the latter-day representative of Persia, which will stand in the latter day with Russia. This detail was emphasized by the prophet Ezekiel when he described the alliance that would invade Israel in Ezekiel 38, verses 2 to 7. We read, Son of man, set thy face against Gog, the land of Magog, the prince of Rosh, Meshach, and Tubal, as the RSV puts it, and prophesy against him. The prophecy continues, I will bring thee forth, and all thine army, horses and horsemen, all of them clothed with all sorts of armor, even a great company with bucklers and shields, all of them handling swords, Persia, or Iran, Ethiopia and Libya with them, all of them with shield and helmet, Gomer and all his bands, the house of Tagarmer of the north quarters, and all his bands, and many people with thee. Be thou prepared, and prepare for thyself, thou and all thy company that are assembled unto thee, and be thou a guard unto them. Well, Persia is part of the Gogian Confederacy, part of the great image empire that stands in the latter days, part of the company of nations that will align itself against Israel. And the news we are seeing today is proof of that very fact. Many are asking who Soleimani was, and how this airstrike will affect Iran. Well, Soleimani was the head of the Quds Force, an elite unit of the Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps. The name Quds is very telling, named after Al-Quds, the Muslim name for Jerusalem. So Soleimani was head of the Jerusalem Corps, the elite unit charged with liberating Jerusalem and other cities in the name of Islam. Many news services have been examining the bold move by Trump. A fascinating fact was the company Soleimani was keeping at the time of his assassination. Republican Congressman Michael Waltz had the following to say to Fox News. Yeah, this is a bold, decisive, and frankly long overdue move on the part of the United States to take down Soleimani. And just so everyone knows, he is directly responsible for the deaths of hundreds of American soldiers thousands, if not tens of thousands, of people across the Middle East. He's the equivalent of Iran's head of CIA and special forces that runs all of their militias and proxies across Lebanon, Syria, and Iraq. Well, he was in Iraq, and he was with the head of uh, Kataib Hezbollah that just rocketed our base and killed an American and then staged this attack on our embassy. Soleimani was with them. Uh, the head of Kitab Hezbollah says he's a Soleimani soldier. So, you know, there's another piece to, to realize here is that the Israelis have said for years uh, in a number of reports that they have wanted to take action against him, and the Obama administration declined it. Soleimani was a leader, not just of Quds, but of the Hezbollah and the regional terrorist leaders reported to him. 
He made himself an enemy of Israel by working through the various terror groups surrounding it. His influence was not limited to Iran and Iraq. Consider what former U.S. Marine Corps Lieutenant Colonel Oliver North stated. The bottom line is Soleimani was the purveyor of more terrorism than any other individual since Osama bin Laden. And Congressman Waltz is absolutely right. He's killed more Americans than anybody else since then. If we did indeed get Soleimani, we have reduced the number of terror attacks dramatically. Here's the bottom line. There are two governments in Baghdad. One is the pro-American government that's counting on us to continue to train and assist their military and help provide information that's very important to countering terrorism and protecting their country. The other one is the Iraqi government that is beholden to the Iraq, the Iranians. The Iranians have long wanted a free access going all the way from the Iraq-Iran border all the way into Syria and then, of course, the Bekaa Valley and attacking Israel. So the strategy of Iran's Quds core leader was to create a corridor between Iran, through Iraq, and straight to Syria's Bekaa Valley, giving it easy access to Israel. All of a sudden, this assassination takes on more considerable significance. We know at the time of the end, Iran, or Persia, will be with the King of the North, or Russia, when it makes its grand move against Israel. This is the underlying theme that seems to come up with many of the commentators. Listen to Pete Hegseth, co-host of Fox News Channel's Fox and Friends. This is an escalation. I think it's proportional. I think he's right. But yep. to kill the top commander of the Quds Forces, the Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps, this is the designated terrorist organization of the Iranian state. They're not just in Iraq and Syria and Afghanistan. They're with Hamas. They're with Hezbollah. They're surrounding Israel. This is the top anti-American, anti-Israel, anti-Western force in the world. This would be like uh, during the Iraq surge, when I served in Iraq, or shortly, shortly thereafter. The uh, the insurgents killing General Petraeus. I mean, this would be the equivalent of Schwarzkopf or right. MacArthur or a, in, a, in a conflict. Now, it doesn't mean we're inclined to have to do more or go to war with Iran. What it means is they're reminded today, like they are every day under the Trump administration, that the Americans are the top dog, that we can find you where you are. We will find you at the Baghdad International Airport when you think you're safe because you think you control the Iraqi regime. You think that's your backyard. No, 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 no. We got intel. We got weapons. We can touch you anywhere. Now, it isn't lost on Israel's leadership either. Netanyahu cut short his visit to Greece to rush home and handle the potential fallout from the Iraq strike. Listen to what Netanyahu had to say. Just as Israel has the right of self-defense, the United States has exactly the same right. Qasem Soleimani is responsible for the death of American citizens and many other innocent people. He was planning more such attacks. President Trump deserves all the credit for acting swiftly forcefully, decisively. Israel stands with the United States in its just struggle for peace, security, and self-defense. Now, as a side note here, the reason Netanyahu was in Greece was to strike a deal with Greece and Cyprus. AFP reported the following on January 2nd. Israel, Greece, and Cyprus on Thursday signed an agreement for a huge pipeline project to ship gas from the eastern Mediterranean to Europe despite Turkey's hostility to the deal. A 2,000-kilometer, 1,200-mile East Med pipeline will be able to carry between 9 to 12 billion cubic meters of gas 
a year from offshore reserves held by Israel and Cyprus to Greece, and then on to Italy and southeastern European countries. The East Med Alliance is of enormous importance to the state of Israel's energy future and its development into an energy power, and also from the point of view of stability in the region, Netanyahu said in a statement issued as he left Israel for Greece on Thursday. Mitsotakis said the pipeline was geostrategic importance and would contribute to peace in the region. End quote. Well, Turkey and Russia have both expressed concerns at this development, which would enrich Israel and potentially lead to competition in the European gas market, an issue Netanyahu has tried to play down. Well, the Bible is clear about the relationship between Iran and Russia. Russia is to be a protector of Iran and other nations under its shield. We read in Ezekiel 38, verse 7, Be thou prepared, prepare for thyself, thou and all the company that are assembled unto thee, and be thou a guard unto them. Well, this phrase, be thou a guard unto them, implies they are, are under Russia's hegemony. Some translations place the emphasis on Russia being their commander and taking charge of them. It is therefore no surprise when we see the Russian reaction to the death of the terrorist, as posted on the website for the Ministry of Foreign Affairs of the Russian Federation. We read, On January 3rd, Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov had a telephone conversation with United States Secretary of State Mike Pompeo. The parties discussed the situation in connection with the killing of the U.S. military of Iranian Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps Commander Major General Qassam Soleimani in an airstrike on Baghdad airport. Sergei Lavrov stressed that targeted actions by a U.N. member state to eliminate officials of another U.N. member state and on the territory of a third sovereign country without its knowledge grossly violate the principles of international law and deserve condemnation. The Russian minister pointed out that this act by the United States is fraught with grave consequences for the regional peace and stability, does not facilitate efforts to find solutions to the complicated issues that have built up in the Middle East, but on the contrary leads to a new round of escalation. Moscow urges Washington to give up illegal military actions to achieve its goals on the international arena and to settle all problems at the negotiation table. End quote. Well, it's interesting that Russia appeals to international law in this case, but completely disregards it when it comes to invading Georgia, annexing Crimea, and sending its troops to operate in Syria and Libya. Obviously, it is a power that has its own interests in mind, and not the peace and security of the world or the region. But then the Bible tells us of its devious plans. As we read in Ezekiel 38 verse 10, Thus saith the Lord God, it shall come to pass, at the same time shall things come into thy mind, and thou shalt think an evil thought. Well, as Bible students, we have anticipated for years is an alliance to form between the Gulf states, Jordan, Egypt, and Israel, under the shadow of Britain and America. The Bible requires it. Ezekiel speaks of a group of nations opposing the latter-day invasion. We read in Ezekiel 38, verse 13, Sheba and Dedan and the merchants of Tarshish, with all the young lions thereof, shall say unto thee, Art thou come to take a spoil? Hast thou gathered thy company to take a prey, to carry away silver and gold, to take away cattle and goods, to take a great spoil? Sheba and Dedan are ancient nations that lay within the territory of the modern-day Saudi Arabia and Yemen. Daniel speaks of nations that are spared from the king of the north's invasion, meaning they are not allied with it. 
as we read in Daniel 11, verses 41 to 43. He shall enter into the glorious land, and many countries shall be overthrown. But these shall escape, or be delivered out of his hand, even Edom and Moab and the chief of the children of Ammon. He shall stretch forth his hand also upon the countries, and the land of Egypt shall not escape. He shall have power over the treasures of gold and of silver, and over all the precious things of Egypt. And the Libyans and the Ethiopians shall be at his steps, or marching with him. Well, Edom, Moab, and Ammon are nations that inhabited the region of modern-day Jordan. They escape or are delivered out of the hand of the king of the north, meaning that they are not with him. Egypt is a target of the attack, meaning it is not allied with the Russian Confederacy either. Yet the Middle East has been rife with Arab wars against Israel since Israel's founding. As Bible students, we have looked for a change in this regard. This attack by America has been quietly hailed by Arab nations in the region, who live in fear of Iran and its proxies. Listen to the words of Fox News' Sean Hannity when interviewed by former Republican Congressman Jason Chavez about the events that have unfolded. The great intelligence victory here is, and we've, we've got to remember that Hezbollah, one of the things Iran is best known for is they fund all these terror groups and fight proxy wars, as they've been doing in Yemen and elsewhere around the world. We know the Iranians were responsible, Qud forces in particular, responsible for the killing of many Americans in Iraq during the latest conflict and the latest war there. And they have been sowing discord in the entire region. One of the outcrops of that that probably has created a moment in history that we may be able to look back on um, Iran has single-handedly—the fear of Iranian hegemony has single-handedly created an alliance that might have been impossible just, you know, a few short years ago. And that is you have the Israelis, the Americans, the Jordanians, the Egyptians, and the Saudis all in unison against Iranian potential nuclear capability and their military aggression. And look, your years in Congress, you never would have imagined an alliance between— America, the Israelis, the Egyptians, Jordanians, and Saudis. And the only reason that alliance, the intelligence sharing, the strategizing at a level that nobody ever thought possible is happening, is out of a real, clear, present danger that is posed by Iran and the possibility, of course, of their desire to acquire nuclear weapons, which, if that ever happens, uh, presents a great danger to the world. The events in Iraq and through the Middle East this week have the world media reeling, politicians scrambling for contingency plans, and many people holding their breath wondering what happens next. As Bible students, we have confident anticipation in what is coming. It's not arrogance, it's faith, a firm belief that what God has promised he is able to perform. Following the faith of Abraham, as we read in Romans 4 verses 20 to 21, he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God, being fully persuaded that what he had promised he was able to perform. We have waited for years to see these things that are currently going on take place. God encourages us through the prophets to have patience, as we read in Habakkuk 2, verses 2 to 4. The Lord answered me and said, Write the vision, make it plain upon the tables, that he may run that readeth it. For the vision is yet for an appointed time. But at the end it shall speak and not lie. Though it tarry, wait for it, because it will surely come. It will not tarry. 
Behold, his soul which is lifted up is not right in him, but the just shall live by his faith. While it has taken years for these events to drop into place, true to God's word, they have come to pass. Now we wait for the rest of the vision to speak and the return of the Lord Jesus Christ, which will surely come. It will not tarry. So reading these things, let us gird up our loins and run, preparing for the Lord's return, living by faith and not by sight. For the Bible in the news, this has been Jonathan Bowen joining you.